0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is The Roy Green Show podcast. To begin, we'll talk about the logos of sports teams and whether they should go if they're found offensive. Now, the Peel District School Board in Ontario has signaled it will ban any clothing featuring the logos of professional sports teams which might be interpreted as being, quote, hurtful and offensive, end quote. And these include the Washington Redskins, Kansas City Chiefs, Atlanta Braves, and the Chicago Blackhawks. And joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is Tim Baffo of the 670, the score radio in Chicago. Tim wrote an online column headlined, Why is the Chicago Blackhawks logo okay, but the Washington Redskins logo is racist. Tim, thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks for having me. So, How much of an issue of concern are the top-tier sports team logos in the United States, and specifically the Washington Redskins, Atlanta Braves, Cleveland Indians, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chicago Blackhawks?
1: Uh, The Washington NFL team would be tops in that regard, and that generates the most controversy, certainly. Um, There are several Publications, whether they be in print, online, or broadcast, that refuse to use the team's name in print or in speech, uh, I, I'm i one of those people. And uh, it, it's just inarguably a racist epithet. Um, as far as the other teams go, uh, Cleveland Indians, uh, they've thankfully gotten rid of the Chief Wahoo, logo, or at least tried to gradually get rid of it, And not sported on their uniforms anymore Uh, they don't really endorse that image much Um, teams like the atlanta braves they don't really have any native human imagery on their logos anymore Um, and then you have the blackhawks here where i'm at in chicago who uh, have one of the most recognizable logos in all of hockey and all of american sports too uh but that doesn't seem to generate as much controversy as, say, the
0: Washington Football Team. Well, first of all, I completely agree with you about the uh, the Redskins. I've I've talked a couple of times with the lawyer who took them to court over the uh, the, the patent rights and uh, and won his case. But you have an owner in Snyder who's obviously uh, brain dead and uh, and and is unwilling to do anything about the logo. And what what surprises me, Tim, is when I bring that up on the air and I have from time to time, people turn on me and tell me. You, you're you just being, you're being um, too compliant. And I said, wh- what, is, what is acceptable about the term Redskins? Nothing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's really no defensible position for Boy. it. Daniel Snyder tries to say that it's a term of respect, but uh, every explanation he's ever given only makes him seem more stupid, more racist. And it usually just comes down to um, fans of that team. Making arguments that boil down to we just don't want to change for the sake of people that are telling us we need to change, and it's usually mostly idiot white people to tell you the truth.
0: Yeah, well you you wrote an online column for six seventy the score in two thousand and thirteen titled "Why is the Chicago Blackhawks logo okay? but the washington Redskins logo is racist. Now, I've always looked at the Chicago Blackhawks logo as probably, um, along with the Detroit Tigers and, of course, the Montreal Canadiens because I'm a Habs fan, as being the most appealing logo. I've never thought of the Blackhawks logo in the same context as the Redskins logo. What am I missing? Uh,
1: the, the fact that it's uh, arguably a caricature. Some people believe it's an artistic rendering. It's it's an artistic rendering done originally by a, a white person. It was the, the Blackhawks team... Owner's wife at the time, I believe, who who originally made it. Yeah, and and, and people then just see that as, as highly inappropriate. Any specific imagery of a, a Native American human being as your mascot, as your logo, is to many people just demeaning.
0: It's interesting you say that because I think of it now, and after re- reading your column and paying more attention to to the issue, I absolutely see that point. Um. Just, I, I guess what what appealed to me was the fact that it it's so colorful and it stands out, and so you see the logo, and you think it looks great, and you don't think any deeper than that. Uh, is it is essential? Would it be essentially that any of these logos that the sports teams carry about that that um that uh, depict Native North Americans? Best idea is to just shelve them and come up with something else. That's the position that you're taking, I think right?
1: ideally, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, wonder how that, I wonder how that's going to go over in the in, you know, broader context if you have five or six teams or, or, or more at the major league levels of various sports changing their names. Are fans going to go along with that or will there be a pushback, significant pushback? There will be,
1: an, there will be initial pushback, but I, I think at, at the end of the day, um, fans aren't rooting for a team name regardless of sport. They're rooting for players who play on a team and they want that team to get wins okay. and it doesn't matter if your team is named the Blackhawks or the Wildcats or the McNuggets sponsored by McDonald's. I mean, as long as they win that, and win championships, that's what's going to make fans most happy. So if any team were to change their name or their logo from something based in indigenous people imagery or wording, um, you would get some people that would say this is this is too PC. You're you're cowering to, to progressives, liberals, whatever epithet they want to attach to somebody who who has sensitivity to oppressed people. But uh, after a while, it, it, they would stop their grumbling and just go back to the the importance to to them mainly, which is wins on the field, on the court, on the ice.
0: Yeah. Uh, one one final question for you: If if you were to poll the on-air folks at um at six seventy, the score. The um, if you if you were you know just all sitting in a room together, what would the opinion be? Do you think regarding specifically the Blackhawks? Blackhawks, yeah. But let's start with the Blackhawks and then, in a broader context, the other teams as well. What would you hear from them?
1: Um, I think, uh, as far as the Blackhawks go, again, Chicago doesn't seem to feel too strongly about um, the, the the team name in and of itself is. is derivative of a, a a war battalion that's where they originally got the name right. the image came afterward um i don't think anybody any of my colleagues would put up a fight if you got rid of the logo although i do think most of my colleagues myself included think the logo looks pretty cool but that might also speak to my ingrained caucasian racial insensitivity mm-hmm. and I, I don't think any of us at 670 score would would be terribly bothered if the the logo were to go away um i know most of my colleagues at 670 are very much against the washington name for sure very much against uh the cleveland indians name and imagery things like that um we've had here in our state school the university of illinois whose whose team name is the the illini the tribe uh they some years ago got rid of the human mascot of chief illini who had halftime of basketball games and football games used to do a dance on the field or on the court and it was almost always a a non-native student dressed up in Indian garb doing this dance and I know a lot of people at 670 when that was going down we're, were very much in favor of getting rid of that because it's it's insulting and just stupid
0: no I hear you Tim I thank you for the time sir much appreciate you joining me
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Have a good day.
2: You're listening to The Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on AM 900 CHML.
0: O'Gos and Kaepernick, let's have at it. Let's have at it. What's your point of view? You, yeah. Talking to you. Tony's in Edmonton. Hey, Tony. Hi, Roy. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing?
3: Good. I'll make this real quick. Just two quick points. Uh, The Kaepernick fellow, uh, he has a a small point, I believe, uh, which is about the racist past of that country. And just for one whoa,
0: thing, whoa, whoa, Indiana whoa, whoa Mexico, stop, stop, stop. You said racist what in that country?
3: Well, I shouldn't say past and present.
0: No, you? who did you call racist?
3: Uh, the United States of America itself.
0: Oh, the whole country?
3: Yes, sir. They're a very uh, racially motivated country.
0: Well, if, if you go to New York City, you'll find the most incredible melting pot of people in the world.
3: Oh, of course. But if I could just say one thing about Canada... No, no, go ahead. ahead.
0: I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I wanted to know what you were talking about when you said racist. Go ahead, Tony.
3: Uh, No, just about in Canada, like this whole point of political correctness... Yes, sir. I think it's got to the point of absurdity and stupidity. It's got way too far over the line. Way too far.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that tomorrow with the um, executive director of Ipsos Reid polling. And then we'll take calls because a majority, 80% of Canadians are saying that while they agree that there has to be sensitivity... 80% By eighty percent of Canadians believe that the political correctness issue has gone, as you said, way over the line. Yes, sir. Now, would you say? I have to ask you because we're going to make both points. What about the uniforms? You know, for, a, for if you, if you send your kid to school wearing a Chicago Blackhawks shirt, should your child be sent home because the child is wearing um, a logo? that could, in the words of the uh, director of education for Peel District School Board, be, quote, hurtful and offensive, end quote. Should your child be sent home? He said, change your shirt.
3: Well, sir, if it was Chicago, no. But if it was a Confederate flag on his shirt, yes.
0: Washington Redskins?
3: Mm, yes.
0: You know, i got to tell you this. A friend of mine's son, when he, when he was a kid, went to school, and he was a— one day, and he was a big Buffalo Sabres fan, and Miroslav Shatan was playing for the Sabres at the time, and the teacher, the teacher looked at him and said, go home and change your shirt. We will not have anybody in this school with a shirt that says Satan on it. That's just the well, way he spelled That's just the spelling well, of his last name.
3: The teacher never went to Czechoslovakia. That's uh, the limited traveling.
0: Yeah, you got it. Thanks, Tony. So the teacher is like, go home and change your shirt. <laughs> we won't have Satan in this school. All right, triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred is my number. Or are my numbers? I gave out two numbers. Can't be his, it's our. Uh Dan in Etobicoke, Ontario. Hey Dan.
4: Hi there. Yeah, I would uh, certainly uh, have some concerns about the direction we're going as far as these logos and these team mascot names. I actually uh, attended Cincusi, uh High School. Well, oh, that's one the, the one that changed
0: its name to Wildcats, right?
4: No, they, they were the, the Chincuzzi Chiefs and have just recently changed their name to the Timberwolves.
0: Timberwolves, that's right. You're right, yeah.
4: yeah. Now, <laughs> what, what worries me about this is that uh, it, it completely... Assumes that everything is a negative connotation as far yes, as names go. There's no thought given to the positive nature of the name, the history behind the names, because these names, chinkuzi in particular, never mind Chief, actually came from uh, First Nations. So I think once you make that step to get rid of one of the names, you pretty much open that door now to start questioning pretty much any name that is of First Nations origin. Um, and that, I think, is, is very troublesome because it does eliminate a lot of the history. You know, none of us going to that school at any point thought of that chief as a you know, disrespectful thing. It was actually a complete opposite. We knew there was a native or a First Nations history to it. And it was an honorable way of you know, for us to be on a, on a basketball team or volleyball team and have that chief on our chest. It was actually a very honorable thing for us.
0: Well, that's what a lot of people are are, are actually uh, they're 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 emailing and they're um, they're responding on Twitter saying these names were given uh, out of respect for the for the you know for the um, for the, uh, um, the competitive the uh, yeah the history of the people it was it was an honorific. As people are arguing it wasn't something. I got to read something to you. Hang on a second here. I want to read you something. Okay, hold on. Uh, listen to this, Dan. Uh, This came in from Rick. Hi, Roy. I'm I'm an Ojibwe Indian from Curve Lake First Nation. What the hell are you and Tim complaining about? We Indians don't care about the team logos of Washington, Chicago, Kansas City, or Atlanta. We are thick-skinned, and that's something we don't care about. You know what we think about? Poisonous water on our reserves, suicides on our reserves, murdered Indian women, etc. You people are white. Why the heck are you feeling all politically correct about something that doesn't concern you? Go Blackhawks, go Redskins, go Braves, go Chiefs. What's next? Feeling bad for the Blue Jays? Great show as always.
4: (laughs) Well, there you have it, right? There you have uh, it. I think the... You know, it must be nice to be working in the Peel Board of Education. I guess they have all their educational challenges out of the way that now they're diverting their attention to things like this. But, well, but uh,
0: that's, it. I mean, that's what they're doing though. That political yeah. correctness has, has, and we'll talk about it. I said tomorrow, but political correctness is becoming. It, it's like a. It's it's like a. It's on a massive upswing, uptick, and every day, every day, there's something new. Well, but I see. I don't know. Next? I mean, taking Rick's point, I'm a white guy. I don't know, what. What what the what the what the reaction is among First Nations peoples? Like somebody asked me on the air one day about Sikhs, I said, "Don't ask me, ask a Sikh, please." Yeah. You know, you can recognize people who are Sikhs. Maybe and you can. Guess, a gentleman I wearing wonder, a turban, what, ask them.
4: They'll they'll talk wonder, to you. I wonder what's next. I mean, if they're going to start banning know what's jerseys and, and hats and stuff, what's next? Do we ban rock band uh, jerseys? Well,
0: maybe because some of the rock bands look look somebody. I want you to remember this. There was a, and it was a new story at the time. The, the Rolling Stones album came out with a, with a big tongue. I forget the name of the album. But there was a school that banned anybody wearing Rolling Stones paraphernalia because of that album and the depiction of the tongue. So I got to go. Thanks for your call, buddy. All the best, Dan. You're listening to
2: The Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on AM 900
0: CHML. People get mad at me for, um, what are you mad at me about? Yeah, you all know, like i pissed off at me as I was getting out. What are you doing, Green? I'm asking questions, what I do. Holy smokes. I'm looking for, um, for Rick's email now. Where'd it go? Where did Rick's email go? Oh, it's in this one. Okay, so Rick writes. I'm going to get your calls in just a second. He can't call. He says he's got laryngitis. I have laryngitis, zero voice at the moment. Wish I could call you. I've been listening to you for a very long time. Anyway, I really appreciate you wanting me to call in. It means a lot. Is there a way we can communicate via text? What we'll do is, we'll like I'm going to send you an email, Rick. And um, and we'll communicate by way of email going forward, okay? But here's what he wrote. I'm an Ojibwa Indian from Curve Lake First Nation. What the hell are you and Tim complaining about? We Indians don't care about the team logos of Washington, Chicago, Kansas City, or Atlanta. We're thick-skinned, and that's something we don't think about. Do you know what we think about? Poisonous water on our reserves, suicides on our reserves, murdered Indian women, et cetera, you people are white. Why the heck are you feeling all politically correct about something that doesn't concern you? Go Blackhawks, go Redskins, go Braves, go Chiefs. What's next? Feeling bad for Blue Jays? Great show as always. All right. My friend Albert has been holding... I'm. Thank you, Albert. Go ahead, sir. Albert? What the hell is wrong with this thing? Go ahead, Albert. Albert. So what have you guys done to my phones? Albert? Yes. Were you snoozing? No. Oh. I don't know, couldn't hear you, buddy. Go ahead. Make your point, please, sir. Okay. Can you hear me now? Perfectly.
5: Okay. I, I think that any way he can bring that issue to the forefront and bring as many people or organizations into the, the discussion is a good thing. Kaepernick. Yes. I, I, what
0: about I guess, the sir. what about what about the socks, my friend? The um, socks with a with a pig depiction and the police.
5: Well, that was. Well, that was Wow. That, 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 hang on, hang on. That, that's, um, that's rude.
0: That's okay, worse that rude. I think
5: is That I think is rude. Well, let me ask you a question, though. How did you feel about uh, during the 1958 Olympics when Tommy Smith and John Carlos stood on the medal podium and wore black socks, had their shoes off, and their fists raised in the air with black gloves on as an expression of protest over uh, the treatment of Af- African Americans in the United States?
0: I was twenty years old, okay, and I paid scant attention to news in those days. Okay, but I will tell you this story real quick. My one of my best friends in high school was African Canadian, right? Right. Those days it was we were black and we were white. We were best buddies, and I bought a car for hundred and seventy five bucks, and it's sort of late sixties, right? And uh, mid to late sixties when I graduated from high school, or when they kicked me out of high school. Um, and, uh, and I said, Hey Vic, why don't we, um, we both got a couple of bucks in our pockets. Why don't we get in this old jalopy and drive down to Florida? And he said, we'll never make it. I said, well, I know it's a crappy car, but you know, it's, we'll make it. He said, no, we'll never make it. I said, no, no, we'll make it. We can't just can't drive over 50 miles an hour and blow the head gasket. He said, no, we'll never make it. A white guy and a black guy going through Northern Georgia or Southern Georgia, Northern Florida will never make it. And I had never had to think in those terms, Albert. As, and I understand And that. it made a big light go off in my brain.
5: And so, and probably the, the, their protest at the Olympics might have done the same thing.
0: Might have. Thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate that. Here's Al in Barry, Ontario. Al, where do you uh, stand on this, sir?
1: Well, I wanted to go back to uh, Rick, the, the native guy that just phoned in. He nailed. sent an, an email. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, he, he he nailed all of my points because C- all the native guys that I can remember partying with up here north of Barrie, they're all tough guys. They love sports. They love sports more than I did. And, and they weren't little crybabies. And uh, they were avid sports fans. Uh, and I can't re- I couldn't find any of them or never re- remembered any of them that would be talking like Like this, like we're crying over the Blackhawks jersey.
0: Well, wait, hold on. It's not a question of crying. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, let's be fair about the position that's taking, that the director of education says it could be hurtful and offensive. And that's why I'm asking the question now. When I talk to the lawyer about the Redskins logo, and I'm going to have to go in 30 seconds, when I talk to the lawyer who took them to court, um, he did have uh, Native Americans, and I did talk to them on the air, who disagreed with very strongly with the Redskins logo. There's a, there's a lot more to be said, and a lot more is going to be written uh, in, before we get through with, uh, with the discussion on the issue. Al, I appreciate your call. It's- You're listening to The
2: Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on AM 900 CHML.
0: So as you know, as we've been talking about, we mentioned the health care battle is underway in Canada with the British Columbia Supreme Court hearing the case of the government of British Columbia, against the private health care Canby Orthopedic Surgery Clinic in Vancouver. Dr. Brian Day owns it. Has for 16 years. And Dr. Day's argument is that all British Columbians should have the right to purchase private health care insurance. Let's extend that beyond B.C., please. All Canadians should have the right to private health care insurance. All of us. And it doesn't necessarily, and it doesn't have to damage, never, let's take out the word necessarily, it doesn't have to damage the public health care system. And it won't when it's done properly. Now Quebecers have the right to private health care insurance. That's the Shaouli decision 2006, Supreme Court of Canada. But it's exclusive to Quebec. When I lived in Quebec, I needed an MRI And so the doctor wrote out the appropriate requisition. And the hospital called me and they said, "Uh, Mr. Green, about your MRI, you should have it in just over a year. Oh, wow. Thanks. That the earliest? Yep. Hmm. That's our public health care system. You'll have the MRI in just over a year. So now, because it's Quebec and because you can go private, I called private radiology clinics. Mr. Green, you can have your MRI in four days. Five days? Six days was the longest. And what's it going to cost me? Well, 600 $800 dollars. Now, if we had, if I would bought private health care insurance, bingo. But I didn't because I was in Ontario, and I just moved to Quebec. So there's the difference. The public system, oh, by the way, your dog can get it in 48 hours. Um, there's the difference between the public system and the private system, huh? Just over a year, four days. Just over a year, four days. In Switzerland... In Switzerland, almost 100% of the population is covered for health care. Forbes magazine says 99.5% of Swiss people are covered. And the government doesn't pay a dime toward health care. Neither do companies that Swiss people work for, the Swiss work for. And you know I have some history in Switzerland. I was born there. I went to school in Switzerland for four years. And joining me now is the vice president of the Swiss People's Party, who's a member of the Swiss Parliament, Mr. Luzi Stamm. Mr. Stamm, it's good to talk to you. It's been a while. Thank you for taking the time.
6: Same here. It's nice to talk to you.
0: So in Canada, the federal and provincial governments administer health care for all citizens. As I said, only one province, Quebec, has residents who have the right, granted by the Supreme Court of Canada, to purchase private health care insurance. How do Swiss citizens obtain their health care coverage. I understand that Swiss citizens purchase individual care policies from insurance companies directly. Is that correct and are there many different types of health care insurance policies available to Swiss people? We
6: have an interesting system and as any other country we do not have an easy system. All these um, health insurance systems Um, across the world are complicated, but you can summarize, as you said, every Swiss uh, has an individual contract with an insurance company. We have lots of different insurance companies, but we, by law, are obliged to um, um, make a contract with one of the independent insurance companies, and every Swiss and every um, person who is living in Switzerland has to have an insurance policy with a, with a private company.
0: Is it correct that health, Swiss health insurance policies include deductibles and the person purchasing the health insurance policy decides what the deductible is going to be, much like auto insurance?
6: It is comparable. I, I give you my personal um, example, and um, I can choose year by year, 2015, 16, 17, How much do I want to pay individually if I have to go to the doctor, if I have to, um, if I break a finger, if I have um, a a, a little accident, if I go to buy a medicament? I can choose whether I want to participate for $2,500, that's the maximum, or $500, that's the minimum. I know. Um, from the first of January 17 on, I will pay, let's say, 2,500 francs by myself, and above this, the insurance covers.
0: Okay, so that's the policy. That's the policy that you chose for yourself.
6: Correct. Correct. You, you could
0: have chosen one with 500 deductible.
6: Then I have to pay more per month for my insurance. Uh, of course. Of course. And, yeah, okay.
0: Is uh, it very expensive? Is uh, Swiss health insurance? You know, if you buy the $2,500 deductible, is it very expensive?
6: Um, the health insurance is extremely um, expensive in Switzerland if you compare with other countries individually. Like, um, I can say um, for myself, I pay every month um, two or three thousand fra- um, francs, which is equivalent to dollars. Um, I pay two or three thousand dollars a month. A month? The, yes. I earn perhaps two hundred thousand dollars a year, and I pay two thousand francs for my health insurance per month. So I pay per year twenty-four thousand dollars. Okay, so now
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
6: Yes. um, Somebody um, with low income, um, he might pay three hundred francs a month or 400 francs a month. Females are a little bit more expensive than males, but the minimum you pay per month is, let's say, $300, $400.
0: Okay, so it's, it's partly dependent on the income that you have, the annual correct. income, right? So the poorer people pay less, the more wealthy people pay more.
6: That is correct.
0: Now, I understand there's also a responsibility for Swiss citizens to co-pay for health care, each medical procedure, or many, medical procedures, requires Swiss citizens to pay for a certain percentage of the cost of that medical procedure. How does that system work?
6: That's correct what what you're saying. I continue with my personal um, um, example. Um, Up to 2,500 francs a year, I pay myself. And then the insurance pays. But if I'm above 2,500 dollars a year, Um, I pay myself perhaps 10% and the other 90% are paid by the um, insurance. It is a complicated system in the sense when I have a car accident um, and um, I'm confronted with lots and lots and lots of costs. Let's say um, my case costs 100,000 or 200,000 or 300,000 francs because it is so expensive to treat my case then um, my percentage is not 10%. It's much more complicated.
0: Okay, so no, I, I under, if I understand it correctly, this idea of co-payment is, it is essentially to keep people from running to the doctor for exactly. nothing That's serious. The
6: principle and that works um, um, quite well, let's say quite well.
0: Okay, can you hold on a minute? Yes. We'll come back with more with uh, Mr. Luzi Stamm joining us from Switzerland. He's the vice president of the Swiss People's Party. He's a member of Parliament, a long-standing member of the Swiss Parliament, and we'll talk more about this, uh, the Swiss health care system and uh, how it works for Swiss people with 99.5% of Swiss citizens having health insurance. According to Forbes magazine, they have nearly 100 different private insurance companies to choose from. So, how does it work beyond what we've heard? Stay with us.
2: You're listening to The Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on AM 900 CHML
0: he's the vice president of the Swiss People's Party he's a member of the Swiss Parliament and we're talking with mr Stamm about how the Swiss government and how Switzerland health care is delivered and each Swiss citizen purchases individual health care from an insurance company that's how it works government doesn't provide anything mr Stamm when um, when when you pay your you said 2500 a month yes for your insurance and it's 2500 deductible
6: um, um, I have to pay two thousand five hundred a month, or let's say two thousand a month. Right. Um, um, two thousand a month I pay. Right. And then, nevertheless, if I need a doctor, if I need ho- hospital or medicaments or something, um, the first two thousand five hundred francs I pay myself. Nevertheless.
0: Okay. So and what's not...
6: above is paid by the insur- insurance.
0: Is that the first two thousand five hundred in a year or each time? Correct. In a correct. year.
6: Correct, correct. Okay.
0: So, uh, in the, in the year. Somebody writes, sent me an email or or tweeted, uh, $300 to $400 a month for low income seems high for health insurance, Roy. What's the average income in Switzerland? I would argue that in this country we probably pay a lot more than three to 400 a month, even if you're low income for, for the uh, health insurance component of your taxes. But is, what's the average salary? Is there, is there a number, Mr. Stamm, for Switzerland?
6: um i would say it is 4500 francs or 4500 um, um canadian dollars that's almost the same um, it's almost the same um, that's about the average income
0: okay per month correct okay are swiss doctors independent business people who set their own prices
6: um yes But um, 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 they are independent, but they do not set their own prices in the following sense. When they send you the bill, um, we have, as they call it, tax points. Right. Um, So for all the medical um, um, help and for for everything, for um, medicaments, for everything, you have tax points. And then um, as a result, um, you get a bill.
0: Okay, it sounds, sounds like it's, it is somewhat complicated, right?
6: Yes, it is complicated. And one m- main and very important step is, um, the, or point is the following thing. Um, we, we said um, minimum 300 francs or $300 a month and maximum perhaps 2,000 francs a month. Um, but people who cannot afford to pay anything, because, for instance, they cannot work or because there are immigrants who just arrived in Switzerland, um, they get, get through other sources, they get public help. Um, officially, it is not declared as money for the um, health insurance, but um, they would get from the town where they live, they get the monthly um, help that they can survive, and indirectly, they receive the money which they have to pay to the health insurance.
0: Okay, uh, I think I understand that. So now what about Swiss citizens choosing the doctors and the hospitals they work with when patients require medical assistance? Does the Swiss citizen have the right to choose the doctor and choose the hospital they want, or are patients required to use doctors and hospitals assigned to them?
6: They can choose themselves as funny as it sounds me even if i'm a low income insured person i can choose whether um, i can um, whether i want to go to the doctor living right next to me or whether i want to go to a, a doctor or to a hospital uh, um, further away i can choose totally myself my only problem is if I address myself for instance to a hospital I am not sure whether they send me the best um, working um, doctor there or whether I just get an assistant this I cannot choose I cannot calculate
0: Yeah so you get the doctor who's on who's available Yes Yeah kind of like you You get the doctor who's available, but you do. Hospital,
6: yes. Yeah, but you get. I can go. Yeah, okay. But I can go to the well-known doctor right next street, and then the insurance has to pay him.
0: Oh yeah. So you can. So you can say, I don't want this this doctor. I don't want this this person. I'm going to go across the street to a doctor I choose, and then you can get that doctor to work on you, and the insurance company pays for that doctor. So you choose. It's the patient who chooses.
6: Um, but it is in in the following sense a little bit more complicated. If I accept that my choice is not 100% free, my monthly payments get lower. So um, I can choose myself a little bit. Okay, um, I do not want to go across the country wherever I want to. No. I limit myself, and then it gets cheaper.
0: Okay, so it's, it's and it's a national program. It's not cantoned by canton. Right? you've got 24 cantons, right?
6: Yes, we have to, um twenty three cantons. Twenty three. Um, we can um, choose. I can either go. Um, I can also go to other cantons.
0: Okay, that's good. That's, so you can. So it's so it's it's transferable. It's um portable. Now, Mr. Stamm, I have more questions for you. I know it's nine thirty at night and, and it's it's late, but can you stay a little longer? Yes. Okay. Go
2: ahead. You're listening to the Roy Green Show weekends from two to five on AM nine hundred
0: CHML. Big fight going on. Before the British Columbia Supreme Court, as the province has taken the Camby private health care clinic run by Dr. Brian Day, orthopedic clinic, to court, arguing against private health care insurance, or Dr. Day's arguing for that, Quebecers have it, the rest of the country do not, Supreme Court decided. And as I said earlier, the British Columbia government is not going to fight too hard because Politicians prefer courts to make decisions rather than they make decisions. It hurts less at election time. And uh, what's going to happen? I suspect the Supreme Court of Canada will be drawn in eventually as the final arbiter. And uh, eventually it will decide, as it did for Quebec, that all Canadians have the right to private health care insurance. You know, in Quebec, I'm going to take you back just to Quebec for a moment, doctors almost expect, let's call it what it is, a bribe. Um, There have been stories on this that Quebec doctors will expect you. I'm a patient. I had a patient on the air on this program. She talked about bringing an envelope of cash to her doctor and giving it to the doctor in order that she'd get treated expeditiously. And there's a clinic just off the island of Montreal where when you walk in, there's a sign that, that suggests that if you pay this membership fee, that's what they call it, a membership fee, you will be seen far more quickly by the doctor than if you choose not to pay the membership fee. So if you want to be seen by the doctor, I guess you'll be paying the membership fee. That's how it is in the uh, Socialist Republic of New France. Lucie Stamm is the vice president of the Swiss People's Party. He's joining us from Switzerland. We're talking about the Swiss health care system. And to suggest that three or $400 a month is excessive for health care for... The poor look at if you're paying ten thousand or twelve thousand dollars a year in income tax, you got to know that more than three or four thousand of that is going to health care, and if you're paying fifty thousand a year in in income tax in this country, more than more than twenty five, I suspect more than twenty thousand is going toward health care because it's gobbling up so much of our, of our uh, of our provincial and federal budgets. We're going to be speaking with the mayor of Trent. Um, uh, Trent Hills Hector McMillan before the end of the hour and we will also be joined by Shirley she is uh, from Saskatchewan she had the nanonife surgery for cancer not exactly the same situation but she had the nanonife surgery for cancer that the mayor is not getting according to a whip Mr. Stamm how how long do Swiss patients have to wait to get to get service medical service so if i if i for example needed an mri magnetic resonance imaging I think that's what the what MRI means. If I needed that, if I needed specialized x-rays, how quickly would it be done?
6: That is still sensational in Switzerland and um, um, magnificent. Um, very quickly. Um, if I need anything from an eye operation to what you just mentioned, it, it goes surprisingly fast.
0: So is it a matter, if, if I needed a, an MRI done, a specialized X-ray, would it be, uh, would it be uh, prescribed by a doctor and carried out by the radiologist in a matter of days, weeks, months?
6: I would say even a matter of days. I'm amazed myself how quickly you find free openings if you address any specialist.
0: Okay, so if I go to my family doctor in Switzerland and I need to see a specialist, I can see the specialist in a matter of a few days.
6: That is correct. I just had an example um, for myself as far as my eyes is concerned. I'm 63 years old. I need an eye operation. I went to the general doctor, and he said, I would suggest you go to the specialist, and within two weeks I had an appointment. Wow.
0: Well, in Canada, you can wait a year or two, and I've had pain specialists on my program who've said that it's three-year wait. Three years. Oh, this
6: is, um, I hear same stories of Italy or other countries around us, but um, in Switzerland, this part is sensational. The problem is that we have, as, all, as everywhere in the world, we have also in Switzerland, a cost explosion. A cost explosion. Um, I have been in the parliament for more than 20 years now. And within these 20 years, the um, costs for um, um, health insurance and for the whole um, money we spend for health um, has much more than doubled.
0: So it's the same as in the rest of the world. Let me ask you one final question. Would the Swiss people be satisfied... If I asked a group of Swiss people if they're happy with the way healthcare is delivered in Switzerland, what would they say?
6: I think and people are very much satisfied. The criticism starts more and more. It can't work out. If anybody can move into Switzerland, free movement of persons, and every, every foreigner who arrives gets the same coverage in the long run, this cannot work. That is a criticism I hear more and more.
0: Yeah. So, so if, if I were to go to Switzerland today, I would be covered Uh, Without paying a franc, I'd be covered fully if I buy the insurance, when I buy the insurance, tomorrow, right?
6: That is totally correct. You could come to Switzerland, being hired, for instance, by an international company. You could arrive today, then start paying your monthly um, health insurance, and then have a problem towards the end of September, and it's fully covered. And as a matter of fact, the average Swiss people... Pay your costs.
0: Yeah. Well, I was born in Switzerland, so I'm an exceptional case.
6: <laughs> well, that makes it easier for, easier for you as a Canadian to come to Switzerland. Yeah. But anybody who lives in the European Union has a right to come to Switzerland. So this problem of incoming uh, um, people into Switzerland and demanding health costs immediately—this problem exists and is increasing.
0: Yeah. And as you know, I, I all language, so. You yeah. okay? <laughs> that <laughs> that makes makes <laughs>
6: I'm,
0: I'm mixing up my German and my Swiss. <laughs> I
6: hope my contribution helped.
0: It was, and I of, hope I, I could really... express
6: myself in English well enough You're and great. understandable.
0: You're great in English. You're terrific. Thank you so much. And we're going to talk to you about the other issue that's uh, critically important to your party, and you've brought up. And we'll do that in about three weeks. Thank you for the you, time, you Mr. Stamm. Just
6: contact me again by email. And good um, evening, or uh, good day, and have a good weekend.
0: Thank you, and you as well. Bye bye. Bye bye, Lutz Stamm.
6: You're listening to the Roy Green Show. Weekends
2: from two to five on AM nine hundred CHML.
0: He continues to battle the government health insurance plan bureaucracy in order to have surgery to remove stage 3 pancreatic cancer. He wants that destroyed through IRE surgery not available in Ontario, although the equipment exists at a Toronto hospital. Mayor McMillan would have to go to Kentucky, but OHIP refuses to pay the $200,000 cost. Now, Mayor Heck joins me, as does Shirley in Saskatchewan who has received the kind of surgical intervention that the mayor is looking for, not the same kind of cancer. We'll talk to Shirley in a moment. Heck, what's the situation today? What ha- What's happened this week? Hi, Roy. Hi.
7: We're more than friends now, buddy. We're family. Anybody yeah. that calls me up on a Sunday, like you did last week, and just to check in to see how I'm doing, not looking for anything other than just to check in and see how I'm doing, I mean, I can't thank you enough for that. Um, this week I had my case conference, which is the first step towards an appeal. And, uh, the representative from OHIP stated, he just reiterated what it says in the uh, letter of denial that I received from OHIP. And I had a rebuttal for the four points that they had. And he just said that he couldn't respond to it, that they would have to bring in a, an expert witness. And they delayed it now for another week.
0: And that became, week,
7: they came totally unprepared.
0: So they call they, they have the meeting with you, and they come unprepared to the meeting, and they say, "Well, we now we have to have another meeting."
7: Yeah, exactly.
0: Meanwhile, the premier and the environment minister are making deals on cap and trade with Mexico and California, and talking about it in Quebec or Mexico and Quebec, making talking about a bright future. What do you want to? I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Heck, other than we need to get the people of this province and this country behind you and push hard because this the 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 opportunity exists. That doctor in Kentucky will do the procedure in a matter of days, right?
7: Exactly. He told me three to four days.
0: Let me talk to Shirley in Saskatchewan. Shirley, thank you for joining us. You you contacted the mayor, after you heard about him.
8: What is yes the, I did.
0: What what tell us your story because he's looking for that I I've got this correctly it's IRE surgery right. That's right. And it's it's a the nano knife is the commercial name of the company that makes that particular piece of equipment. That's right. So so now you're in Saskatchewan. And what yeah. was your cancer situation, Shirley? What was your pr- prognosis, and what did they do for you?
8: Okay, then. okay. There to start my story, I had my first surgery in the year of 2014, and that surgery is called the, the Whipple surgery. They found that their, my tumor was attached to my portal vein, so they couldn't take it, and so they finished up with the surgery. And told me I had three to six months to live. That was back in October of 2014. And then after that, like I kind of progressed a little bit, I passed my three to six months. And then I got a phone call from my surgeon stating that this new surgery came out. And they had the machine in Saskatoon. Now, to my understanding, this machine was given there by donations and the foundation. And that I was a candidate for it because my tumor stayed the same. So in October of 2015, I was given there the nano knife surgery. And the doctor from the States came up there to supervise the team of surgeons. And he was supposed to supervise the first first 10 that they did. Now, I was number five. They had done people before me that they've taken you know the tumors off the liver and the kidneys and they went home the next day they had no problems at all I was in the hospital only five days and I progressed well after that
0: and how are you now
8: I'm doing very well and now my surgeons have told me that they can't do these surgeries because of, because the province said that it costs that much money so, so, if, so you, I, if you if yes. you had
0: if you went if you needed that surgery today the province wouldn't do it because they it was too expensive. But they did they it last did. year.
8: They did it last year.
0: Wow. Well,
8: so it's i all didn't about money. sit back and say something about it. I did write a letter there to the Premier of Saskatchewan. We had an election coming up. I wrote a letter to the Saskatoon Health Region and the answer I got back from them was that it cost them between ten and fifteen thousand.
0: For your surgery. And
8: that's right. And so they didn't find that they could, you know, they fund those surgeries anymore.
0: Okay, let me just go back to now. and uh, Shirley, the doctor that came up from the United States to supervise the doctors in Saskatchewan doing that IRE surgery on you—is that right. the same doctor that would that that Mayor um, McMillan has asked come to Canada? Oh, well,
8: he's, i think so. He's from Kentucky, oh, it and sounds I,
0: like the same guy. Heck.
8: I think it's the same guy.
0: Heck, it sounds like the same doctor.
7: Yeah, it is. It's Dr. Robert Martin,
0: He's and that's told. what you—that's what you've asked for. Remind everybody what you're asking the province to do, as far as Ontario is concerned.
7: I—I yeah. I made an offer right in my appeal as a, as a proposal that seeing that we had the machine in Toronto and that they're writing the protocols for its use, they're soon going to need a patient to test it on. I propose that we bring Dr. Robert Martin up and give him hospital privileges for the day, and. And let him oversee the procedure or or perform it himself as a demonstration and some some people thought that that concept was a little far-fetched and then um, a couple days later Shirley reached out to me and I found out that the concept not only is it's not far-fetched that it's already been done here in Canada
0: Yeah. now I want to say something and I said this on the area last week so I'm gonna say it again I'm not going to to identify the person who sent me the email because I don't, I don't know the person, and I don't know the person's expertise, but the person sent an email and wrote that the province of Ontario has not bought the software that goes with that uh, piece of surgical equipment uh, that would make the surgery possible for you. So I'm well, just saying.
7: That, that's interesting. Uh, another I, I don't
0: know if that's me. correct or not.
7: Yeah, I, I don't know either, but another investigative reporter did some work this, this past week and did an interview um, with a, a, a team member of the Toronto uh, University Health Network. Um, and it was published, his name, it was uh, a Dr. Larry White, and I believe he's head of the radiology department. And he said that they're looking for $200,000 to start the program. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to raise three twenty, and all you need is two hundred to start the program? Uh, what's the matter with this picture?
0: Everything. Shirley, what do you want to say to the what do you want to say to the politicians in Ontario about the mayor?
8: Well, the same thing as I'd like to say to our politicians here. If you've got the machines, they're out there. You have to use them, or you're letting people's lives go. And I'm going to do everything in my power to see what I can do there to get this one going here too.
0: you sweetheart.
8: And that's why that's why I called Heck the other day. He was on the national news, and I went on my iPad and I found his phone number, <coughs> and I sent him an email. I didn't know if I should get involved but I thought hey I'm the only one in Canada that's ever been done. It's up to me to step forward.
0: You're a wonderful lady. You're a wonderful lady. Thank you. Thank you. Hector, uh we're going to stay until we just keep pushing. We'll just keep because you, you you know, you don't have I don't want to... Uh, you don't have forever to get this done it needs to be done now. And exactly. they have they have to get at it.
7: They got to get at it. And you know, I just it was so wonderful of Shirley to reach out to me and, yeah. and share her story with me and, and now with everyone. Um, it's it's just ridiculous that we're talking about money. And, and for Saskatchewan to say that a life is only worth $15,000, wow. that's just totally unacceptable. It is. Well, this, you know
8: what, Heck? Between you and I, we're going to get this procedure moving.
7: I'm with you, Shirley.
8: That's Let's what I like. like that's we've got.
0: We will, and, and you'll have a lot of assistance as well. Heck, we're we're definitely going to keep pushing. We'll stay in, we'll stay in touch and surely I'll stay in touch with you as well. Thank you both.
8: Okay, thank you so much.
0: Mr. Mayor, we're with you.
7: I know you are. thank you so much. The, the latest thing I just heard apparently go goFundMe um, website is down. That's... there having some technical difficulties, So we'll we'll see when they get that fixed.
0: All right. Don't remember don't forget folks, gofundme.com. And, and then you just, when it works, you put in Hector McMillan and then do whatever you can to help. Do whatever you can to help. Hector McMillan, if the province is going to drag its feet, doesn't mean we have to. GoFundMe.com.
2: The Roy Green Show, weekends from 2 to 5 on AM 900 CHML.